Guys, I'm just going to start off by apologizing for using the Lord's name in vain, but Jesus Christ, man, like what a time to be alive. Hi, how is everyone doing? Happy holidays, happy leap year, happy Easter. Don't even know what fucking month it is. It's March. Um, okay, so <laughs> where do I start? Um, well, I have recorded a really fire fucking podcast, in my humble opinion, about two weeks ago. And it was talking about one of my favorite topics, which is confidence and sharing with y'all that my account, GB Clark, had been suspended for the fourth time. But since that has happened, one, that um, podcast never like stuck. <laughs> like so many things in my life. Um, it didn't stick. It uh, wouldn't record. It wouldn't download. So if this sound quality is absolute shit, it's because I'm on a new platform because Soundtrap can lick my balls. They literally could not figure out how to get my episode to download, which is honestly probably a blessing because I was cussing out Instagram like a motherfucker. So anyway, my account is back. Yay. At GB Clark, um, at GB Clark underscore is rocking and rolling. I actually, I don't know when you're going to fucking listen to this, but if it's before Friday of March, what 10th, uh, uh, then I have a sick ass giveaway going on on my backup account. Just to thank everyone for being there got to 10,000 followers on my backup account and it was just a wild fucking time. Um, but in the giveaway, there's a $500 gift card to Revolve. So I'd fucking check it out. It's amazing. Um, but anyway, back on GB Clark, rocking and rolling. Um, what the fuck has happened in February? Like February, I did not record a podcast uh, because I'm a lazy piece of shit and uh, actually just been a little bit overwhelmed. We moved into our new home. So fucking obsessed. Sold the other house. So many people asked, hey, why aren't you renting it out? Blah, blah, blah. I can't be a fucking landlord. I don't want to deal with that shit. And uh, if you're new here, I started building the house in what, 2021, moved into it in early 2020, met Troy, we moved in and then realized that that house was like my bachelorette pad, was not meant for two people and three dogs. It didn't have a yard. It was right next to a park. But anyway, uh, so I sold it. And in this market, I'm actually pretty fucking shocked. Shout out to Casey, the best real estate agent in Atlanta. Um, but we got an all cash full ask offer, which was fucking wild. Again, in this market with the shit ass interest rates, I was like, fuck it, we got to sell it because we were, it was also listed to rent. But I, again, am not a landlord. I don't want to deal with that shit. And the house was what, six months old. So it was very quote, easy to sell. I was talking about this on my backup account. Here's a hot tip, okay? If you're a real estate agent, just FYI, there's probably fucking cameras inside the home. Like, so, you know, don't be standing there. I, I have just naturally cameras all over my house because I'm a freak. And these real estate agents, one, were like taking selfies and pictures in our mirror. And I was like, we were watching the cameras and giggling, but then they would literally stand in front of the cameras, which were pretty obvious. It's not like they were hidden cameras. They were just sitting on the counter. And they were like, wow, I can't believe this house is only this much. Like we should definitely put it in an offer, but let's lowball them. Even though my budget is $50,000 more than this house is asking, like, let's do that. And I'm like, y'all are so fucking stupid. Anyway, but the, you're not stupid. I'm just kidding. That was fucking mean. Um, but anyway, the worst thing, this is sick. Okay. 
we would watch and there were cameras like pointing at our living room and people in their dirty ass outside clothes would come and sit on our fucking white couches and they would like lean back this one girl put her fucking feet up and put her feet with her shoes on on my coffee table and i was like are you fucking kidding me like this house is not coming fully furnished like this is my furniture and then i put that on my backup story or backup account and people were like i literally had people sit and lay in my bed and i'm like what the fuck it's so like so just an fyi if you're going to like look at houses one there's cameras I, I, it, probably and two don't sit on people's furniture that's so fucking sick um there there was this one girl she was like i literally saw this man go through my pantry and like touch my bread like pull out my bread and like move stuff around in my pantry it is so fucking weird um but anyway, also, please take your shoes off. Um, just a common courtesy. We had huge signs that said, please remove your shoes upon entering the home. And again, on the cameras, we would watch these people and they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then they would be in like there and it was raining because it's always fucking raining in Atlanta. And these people with their dirty shoes on would walk all throughout my home. I had a really light colored runner. There'd be stains all over it. They would be standing on the bath, uh, the bathroom runner. Um, there's something about shoes on a bathroom runner that literally make my skin crawl. Like you're getting out of the shower, you're dripping wet and like fresh and brand new. And you put your feet down on something where there were outside shoes. I don't know, it makes me sneeze. Anyway, that is done. We are in this new house. I'm so fucking obsessed. There is um, a huge yard that the boys are just absolutely loving. They play for like seven hours a day. It has been my dream ever since I met Moose in 2016. I was like, I will, you will have a yard one day. And his favorite thing to do in the world besides cuddle with his mom is play fetch. And I have one of those chuck it things and the yard is so fucking big that I can chuck that thing as hard as I can. And it doesn't even reach the end of the property. And I've never, it makes me so emotional, but I've never seen my dogs so happy like they smile from ear to ear all the time they're so thankful and it's just the best thing ever there is a lot of work not a lot of work but there's a lot of a few things that we want to do to the house because it's it was built in 2006 which I will say if you are in the market for looking at new houses um go for like a house that's built between I don't know like any time but not new like in our budget our realtor was again, so fucking smart. And she would take us, so we were like, okay, our budget's between X and Y. And she would take us to houses in that budget. And she's like, okay guys, this is, and I was like, I want a new build. Like I love new homes. I've always, like my, this is my third house that I've owned. My first two were brand new. Like that's what I want. And um, so she took us to a brand new, new build at the top of our budget and was like, this is what your budget will get you in a brand new home. And we walked in and I was like, what the, who the fuck built this? Like the layout was so dumb. The rooms were so small. Like it did not make sense. It's like they put that price tag on it because I'm sure all the materials are so expensive, but also it's like, they know that people will like cream their pants over new homes. So that's that's the price tag that they put on it. And then the, of course, again, being brilliant, the last home that we saw was this one. And it was like um, in the middle of our budget and it was just it, perfect for us. Like the bones, again, 2006, the rooms are huge. There's like 13 foot ceilings, five bedrooms, half finished basement, like 
it went in the basement is finished like 7,500 square feet. It's fucking massive. And it's just like, we picture our little babies running around here and we're going to redo the kitchen and redo the master bathroom and redo some shit. And it's just going to be perfect. We're going to take our time <laughs> just in the middle of planning a wedding as well. Um, and anyway, I'm just, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. They say that moving is like the most stress, one of the most stressful things in your life. And the goal is to like get as settled as quickly as you can. Well, we can't get settled, but that's okay because I don't give a fuck. Um, but it's just, it's been, it's been crazy. It's been a whirlwind. I will say too, like a uh, lot of, to a lot of people, to the, to someone who doesn't have a business on Instagram, if you lose your Instagram account, you're just like, oh, like whatever, like that sucks. Like, oh, all my pictures and everything. Like this is my livelihood. This is my entire business. And when I wake up in the morning and you just, it says, your account has been suspended. And then, oh, by the way, this is the first time that it's been suspended that I actually got an email when I got it back. And they said, <laughs> the email said a message from Meta. It said, we apologize. We we disabled your account by mistake for 32 days. Um, we apologize for any inconvenience. And you know what? I didn't say this on my Instagram, but I had this girl reach out to me and she was like, literally this happened to me. And I reached out to my, the attorney general of my state. She wasn't in Georgia. She was somewhere else. And she had them write Instagram a letter being like, if you don't respond to her, this is her business and blah, 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 the shit. I did that. <laughs> And I don't think this is what got it back because I never heard, they never heard anything. But the attorney general, I had a phone conversation with his like person and they wrote a letter to Instagram on my behalf. So again, uh, the guy said that he never heard back from them. Maybe that is why I got a response and maybe that is why, but hot tip, um, if your Instagram account gets disabled and I did have to prove, I had to like show my income and I had to prove that this, I used it for my business. Like, I don't think they'll just get it back for someone who doesn't use it as their business. But <laughs> I was like, I am, I'm looking for the big dick here. Who has the biggest dick and who's going to help me? But it was 32 day, got 32 days, guys. That's so fucking long to be like down, down and out. And I tried I like believe in being positive and optimistic and putting things out into the universe. But I also know that there's a thing such as toxic positivity. And so many people were like, I just can't believe, like, I'm so proud of you for how you handled this. And like, you're always, so, how do you stay so positive? And I'm like, ask Troy. I cried and I was, woe is me. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Like try spending all your money to get into like this big, beautiful family home and be planning a wedding where people are like, hey, I need $10,000 for this bullshit. And your business, <laughs> like that was a little fucking stressful. Um, but anyway, we are back. We are good to go. We are rocking and rolling. I can, if you're fucking listening to this, like I fucking love you. If you are on my backup account, I fucking love you. Like the support and love that you guys show me is something that I don't know how I rounded up like the best people in the fucking universe to like somehow choose to follow and be in my life. But fuck, I love you guys literally so much. Okay. So this is what I want to talk about today is confidence. I literally, I mean, fuck, it was like literally six weeks ago, got out of the shower one day and Troy was like laying in bed and I like, what? I didn't even like dry off. I just walked into the bedroom and he was like, hello. And I was like, no, this isn't what this is about. I think I just solved like the equivalent of world hunger of confidence issues. And he was like, okay. And then I started to explain it to him. He's like, actually, that's, that's pretty 
like well said, which is shocking because usually when I just give like a shower thought, like a shower idea, he's like, you need to wrap this up more. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, and of course I recorded the podcast talking about this. So I had deleted all of my notes on it because when I was thinking about it, I was like, I got to write this down. I can't forget it. Um, so I'm going to try my very best to articulate this. Um, and I will land the plane. If you're new here, I talk in circles, but eventually I land the plane sometimes. Um, but hear me out. Okay. There are so many people and I'm so fucking passionate about this. There's so many people who they, they ask me, Hey, how are you so confident? How are you, how do you not care what people think? Right? Like I have a business online. Some people ask me, Hey, how do I start a business online? I'm like, you have to literally not care what people fucking think. Like just get after it. I have realized that that's a lot easier said than done. Here is an example of what I think about when it comes to confidence, okay? And I wanna first start with almost like insecurities about your physical appearance, okay? I'm not talking about the insecurities of a human being or anything like that. I wanna start with the insecurities of how you look. And uh, I might get a little slack for this, but that's okay. Insecurities, especially if they are physical, are really fucking self-centered thoughts. Being insecure, if you kind of break it down, can be very self-absorbed, not narcissistic, that's a little dramatic, but like there, it's so actually self-centered. If you are insecure about what you think, because again, take this with a grain of salt, but like, like take what you love, leave what you don't, you know what I mean? But if you think that people care that much about how you look, then that's kind of self-centered, don't you think? Like, let's picture, okay, that you're walking in somewhere and you're like so insecure about your hair, okay? And it makes you look down at the floor and you don't really, you're in a bad mood because your hair fucking is whatever. Who gives a fuck, literally, other than you? If you're surrounded by people who really care what your fucking hair looks like, then that's a different problem. But like, okay, let's picture that you're going to a pool party, okay? Maybe you don't feel that in shape. Maybe you feel a little flubby, pale, whatever, okay? And you walk into this pool party and there's these three motherfuckers sitting in chairs, okay? And in your head, you're like, oh my God, I bet they're... I bet they're calling me fat. I bet they're, they're judging me, blah, blah, blah. And maybe they are, maybe they're looking at you and they're like, oh, that girl's like so chubby. Look how pale she is. Her sunglasses suck. Like that's, and they could be saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying that people don't talk shit. Okay. Those people are saying that, but then right behind you, a supermodel, what you think is a supermodel walks in and to you, she looks amazing. She's whatever. Those three motherfuckers are still going to find something to say about that girl. They're going to say, oh, well, I hate the color of her bikini or she has daddy issues or uh, I hate her hair. Like if those three motherfuckers are going to talk shit, they're going to talk shit about anyone. That's that. That's like the definition of a motherfucker. Like they're going to, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you do. It's like, so 
Why do you care what those three motherfuckers think? If you spend your entire life trying to please those three people, you're never going to win because those are the kind of people who they're all like, so, so honestly, like, who cares? Why would you put your like validation, your happiness, you're going to let them ruin a pool party? Like, why don't you go find people who are good fucking human beings who don't give a shit if you're pale or if you're a supermodel or if you're this or if you're this? Like, if you actually think about that, then why are you... <sighs> Just, does that make sense? So much of being confident, confident has so much to do with who you surround yourself with and what sort of validation you're putting in other people's hands. Have you ever heard the quote like, we're all buying things to impress people that we don't even like. Like, like who, who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you going to pool parties with? Are you like surrounding yourself with one or two people who think you're the shit because you're a good fucking human? And so it kind of like blocks out these three motherfuckers sitting in the chair judging everyone. Like there's just... I don't know when I think about like, okay, a, a business on Instagram, right? Like some people they're like, oh, I'm just so nervous about like what someone is going to think. That is a valid thought. Okay, I get it. But like why? Like it's it just honestly has always blown my mind that you are not going to do something because of what some fucking random person is going to say. Like I want us to all... Sorry, I just feel like I'm talking so fucking close to the microphone. If if we are going to live our lives caring about that, it, it's just, it, it it's like foreign to me. I don't fucking understand it. And maybe that's my problem. And maybe that's not my problem, but maybe that's why people are like, I can't be as confident as you. Yes, you fucking can. Like, I don't have a perfect body. I look like a fucking troll 90% of the time, but I still will walk into a, into a pool party and be like, fuck, like this is... This is what I've got. I feel good about right now. Maybe I'm a little chubby. Maybe I'm a little pale. But like I, I realize that I have more value to add than what I fucking look like. And if these people over here who are going to judge me if I look fucking tan and, and sculpted or fat and pale, why do I... Why, if I am... If you are on your fucking deathbed, I know this is really... Is it cryptic? Mor morbid? Morbid? Sad? If you are on your deathbed... And you actually think about that, like when you're old, like what, and you didn't go to pool parties or you didn't start this business or you didn't do this because of the three motherfuckers sitting in the chair. Like, can you imagine how fucking pissed off you're going to be at yourself? You are literally going to be so mad and the time is going to pass. Life is so fucking short. You can literally die tomorrow. Like what? I just... I want to like scream it from the rooftops and I hope that this is like hitting for at least one person because I'm so, I'm just so uh, like confused. Like people say things to me, people have said so many things to me. Like they're like, oh, this is stupid. You're corny. Like you're dumb. You're weird. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like that's okay that you think that. Like you're one fucking person. Like, what about the thousands of other people, the hundreds of other people, the five people who support you? Like, I... Uh.
Anyway, can you tell that this gets me really fucking fired up? Um, Ed Milet says this way better than me, but he talks about confidence and how, uh, I don't know the exact quote, but being confident is, building confidence is sticking true to your word, to yourself, right? Like I know that this has been said so many times, but like how many fucking promises do you keep to other people? How many times do you show up for meetings and for events and for parties and for dinners and for other things for other people, but then like you don't stay true to something that you want to do for yourself. Um, and I know personal experience, if I am so true to my word, like I stay on a clean eating routine, I say I'm going to drink this much water and I drink it. I say I want to go to Pilates this many times and I do that. Like my confidence goes through the fucking roof. And I'm sure that if you've ever been in that situation, you will notice that the rest of your life fucking falls into place. I know that's been said so many times and you've probably heard that, but it's so fucking true. Like prove to yourself that you are worth staying confident or staying true to, if that makes sense. Um, another thing with like, if you have low self-esteem or insecurities, like first, I want to say this too, like everyone has fucking insecurities. Like it's just so fucking normal, especially in today's day and age. Like you know, people have said to me before, I hope you guys know too, I say this so, so fucking humbly when I'm like, dude, I'm so confident. Um, like, uh, they're like, oh, you you don't have any, in, it doesn't seem like you have any insecurities. I have insecurities. Like I have cellulite on the back of my legs. I have weird ass fucking cellulite on the back of my arms. I had cellulite the other day on the, I saw it on my back. I was like, how the fuck did this happen? But it doesn't consume me. It doesn't make me feel like I'm an ugly fucking troll piece of shit. That's why I always talk about like your ugly phase. Like if you are like, if you just realize that some days you look fucking ugly, like that is just, in my opinion, being self-aware. People are like, don't self-deprecate, like blah, blah, blah. Like that is fucking toxic positivity. Some days you look like shit and you're ugly and you look like a troll. Some days you are so pale, you can see through you. Some days you have cellulite on your body and you can really fucking see it. Some days you look terrible in a fucking outfit. Like that doesn't mean that you're ugly. It doesn't mean that you're not worthy of X, Y, and Z. It doesn't mean that people aren't going to love you. Like that does not equal that. And I just don't, I want to like, I have, you know, I know people who are so fucking insecure and some of them are the most, in my opinion, beautiful people. And it, it like, it makes, it almost makes people like, like, like agree with you almost. Stay with me here. But like, let's say that you're talking, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, like my hair is like not cut evenly. And then everyone starts to be like, oh my God, her fucking hair isn't cut evenly. Like, I'm gonna fucking notice that. You're the only person who notices that. And it's like, if you lean into it, other people are gonna lean into it. I don't know. It's just like, it's so, if again, you peel it back, it's so self-absorbed. Like, like, oh, you're having a bad day because of, like, you can see the cellulite on the back of your arms. Like, put on fucking self-tanner over it. Like, put on a long sleeve shirt that day. You know, it doesn't, it's just like, and in the, in the world that we're in, right, with everything that we consume and everything that we're looking at, like, it's, it kills us. And if you put your self-worth into the fact that you have cellulite on the back of your arms, like, that's just so sad to me. And it's like, that's what, that's what you think of yourself. You, you only like are, 
It's like you have low standards for yourself. Like if you were a shitty fucking human, then yeah, I'd probably not be that confident. And that's, I'm glad you're self-absorbed in that because you are a shitty fucking person. Like Alec Murdaugh, whatever that motherfucker is. I hope he's not confident. I hope he feels like a piece of shit because he is. And I hope he it comes off that way. You know what I mean? But like, there's just so many, there's, there's, there's so much goodness that people can give to the world. And I feel like it's so shadowed by the fact that they have cellulite and they don't like their hair color and they don't, and they feel pale. It's like, why is it, it's self-absorbed? I don't know any other way to say it other than like it, it's self-absorbed. <laughs> I had to pause and reconvene there. I also want to say too, like, being confident and being able to kind of like look past insecurities that you've had your entire life and that have kind of like consumed you takes a lot of mental strength, right? This isn't like fucking easy. This isn't uh, like a, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people maybe in their head right now. They're like, yeah, easier said than done. Like I was in a toxic relationship or I had this happen or I have, and I don't even want to get into this because I do not know about this and it's so sensitive, but like an eating disorder or body dysmorphia, like that is fucking real. That is, uh, like something that cannot be overlooked. And that, uh, again, I'm saying this so lightly because I don't know anything about it. Um, but that is something where maybe it, you know, it's therapy and it's getting help moving through those, right? Like, I really don't want to overlook that. People have, uh, like body dysmorphia. I'm pretty sure that's, that could be correct me if I'm wrong, but couldn't that be considered almost a little bit of like a mental illness? Again, I just, I really dabble around these things because I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm talking about someone who maybe doesn't have that, but they, they let it, they let just an insecurity kind of consume themselves. Um, so I know you've heard this before too. Let's really make sure that we are taking an audit of who we are consuming, what we are consuming. Like actually, I saw Mel Robbins say this, she called it like unfollow Fridays. I fucking love it. She's like, take an audit, or maybe she said a different word, but take a, take a pulse on who you fucking follow on social media. How do those people make you feel? It's what I've always said about dating. And it's what I can say about friendships too. Like when you're, after you are with someone, how do you feel? How do you feel about yourself? Do you feel better? Do you feel worse? Do you feel worthy? Do you feel useless? Do you feel inferior? Do you feel like you could go conquer the world? Are you surrounding yourself with people and on social media who just like talk shit about other people, especially their fucking appearance? Like that is not helping you, okay? That is not good. Also, uh, if people are very, very insecure around you with themselves and you know when you're around someone and they're very insecure and they're saying things like, oh, I just, they're almost like fishing for that compliment, maybe have like a very honest conversation with them. Like, hey gal, you are so much more than this. I'm just going to use this example again, the cellulite on the back of your arms. Like, that's great. Like, I have this too. Like, that doesn't, define who you are as a person. And I want you to know that because it makes me very sad that you put your the value of your self, self-worth in the cellulite on the back of your arms and it's like ruining your day and ruining your mood. Like you are so much more than that. Tell your friends that and then almost not like hope that they they understand, but it's like 
make sure that the people that you're around, they're talking about things other than their cellulite, their eyelashes, their hair color, their this, their this. Like, what are they doing that is improving their mental health? What are they doing that's improving their bodies, their businesses, their family life, their relationships? What kind of like books are they reading? Podcasts are they listening to? Probably fucking not this one. But like, what are some things that you guys can talk about that we can all talk about that don't have to do with fucking our appearance, okay? I am someone, I have fucking hair extensions. I get Botox, I get chin filler, I get lip filler, I get facials, I buy clothes, I tan. I care about my physical appearance, but I am very fucking aware that it's not who I am, right? I am not my hair extensions. I, if I took my hair extensions out, I'd be like, fuck, I don't really like how I look, so I'm gonna put them back in. But it's not my... It's not my worth. And I really fucking hope for everyone listening to this, you realize that it's not, it's like, we're all going to grow old. Our boobs are gonna sag. Our ball sacks are gonna sag if they already haven't. Our skin's gonna get wrinkly as fuck. We're gonna be ugly. Like we're all going to, that's where we're headed. <laughs> I hate to tell it. That's where we're headed. So I'm not saying like, oh, age gracefully. I don't want to fucking age gracefully. I'm going to fill my face with fucking filler. <laughs> like, I don't want to, but like, but, but we're, we're so much more than that. Like you can't just get filler and hair extensions and tan your body and be a fucking terrible human on the inside. Like there's just so much more to us than what we look like. And if we put, anyway, your self-confidence, in my opinion, comes from within. You know the saying like you glow differently when you get your self-validate, you get your validation from yourself other than outside sources. Like truly walk into a fucking room and know who the fuck you are. Why are you a good person? What have you done lately that is a good deed? How have you helped someone? How have you helped the world? Have you pet a fucking dog lately? Like, have you adopted a dog lately? Have you gone to a dog shelter? Have you donated to a dog shelter? <laughs> like, I think if we just all pet dogs and just realized that like there's just so much more to life so anyway that was kind of like my rant to Troy and he just sat there with it sat there with his mouth open while I was just standing there naked and he was like okay <laughs> but um I think that's all that I had to say on the on the fact I'm, I'm not really sure because my again my notes got deleted um but I love you guys and like when people ask why are you so confident how are you so confident I focus on my strengths. I have like two strengths and I really focus on them. Everyone says, oh, know your weaknesses. Why do you have to fucking know your weaknesses? Like there's so many of them, for me at least, that it would make me very sad, make me very upset if I just focused on my weaknesses. We weaknesses. Like I have strengths. I know what I'm good at. I know what I need to improve at. That's another thing. Tony Robbins says the, well, I don't know if this lands, but uh, Tony Robbins says the opposite of depression is progress. So maybe you're feeling a little down in the dumps, right? Uh, seasonal depression, I don't mean to make light of it, but fuck, that is a real fucking thing. I don't think that I actually have seasonal depression, but I get very sad when it fucking rains for a month straight in Atlanta and now there's fucking sunshine and I feel lighter and I feel like uh, the world is better. I don't know if it's because I got my Instagram back or the sun is shining, but no matter what. Um, anyway, so uh, where was I going with this? Oh, Tony Robbins. The opposite of depression is progress. Okay, so 
If you are feeling really fucking down in the dumps, especially about yourself, what are some things that you can do to improve that? Do we need to dump some motherfuckers? Like, are you in a relationship where the person makes you feel inferior? Let, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast. This makes me fucking hysterically laugh. Uh, one of my ex-boyfriends, he, <laughs> he said to me, um, hey, just a question. Do you think I'm more attractive than you or you're more attractive than me? And I was like, I am 50 times more attractive than you. And he did not like that. But anyway, if you're in a fucking toxic ass relationship with a toxic ass dusty motherfucker, dump him. Like truly get out of that. That consumes you so much. Who you literally surround yourself with is who you will become. You know what's something that really sticks with me? What if you stay with that motherfucker and you start to become like him? What if you start saying or even thinking things like that about other people? What if then you go and you have dinner with your girlfriend and you find yourself being like, does she think she's more attractive? Can you fucking imagine? Like dump, 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 dump. We're on a dump train. Let's fucking go. Um, the amount of people who are like, I dumped my boyfriend because you said X, Y, and Z. I'm like, fuck yes. If that is the value I add to this world where these dusty motherfuckers get dumped all day, I'm so happy. Dusty is also one of my favorite words. Um, anyway, so make some pro like what are, what are some things that we can kind of take steps on to improve our self-worth our self-esteem our maybe we have a little uh, i don't want to talk on anxiety and depression because i'm not smart enough but like what are some things that we can move the needle on right because again the time's going to pass anyway what is the point if we don't work on improving something right so maybe maybe today after you listen to this, you write down three things that you want to stick to your word to yourself for this week and you get them done. You want to uh, uh, read this many pages of this book. You want to go to the gym or do whatever the fuck you want this many times and you want to play with your dog for this many hours. Check those off. Do that. It builds confidence. Like when you stay true to yourself and you stay true to your word, it will build confidence. I fucking promise you. Also, I, I just can't harp on this enough. The biggest thing that you can do for self-confidence is who the fuck you surround yourself with. What are you consuming? What are you watching? What fucking Tic Tacs are you listening to? Do they make you feel better or do they make you feel worse? There is... um. I don't want to get into the science because again, not smart enough, but there is, you know, misery loves company. It's almost like you're, you're the company. Okay. So you might be a little like addicted almost for lack of better words to like watching things that almost make you feel inferior. I don't know where I saw this or heard this or something, someone sent it to me or something, but it's like, uh, what is this? This was, it was about anxiety. And it was like, your body is like used to it. It's almost, oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Brooke sent it to me. It's about uh, your body is almost like addicted. My body's like addicted to the stress. It's addicted to the chaos. God knows why people say it's like childhood trauma and all this shit and whatever, which I could probably unpack with some therapy. But uh, your body gets like addicted to things that you've always done or that you continuously do, right? So if you are watching things, talking to people, hanging around people who literally make you feel like shit, it's almost like addictive. 
and you just keep doing it. It's also a little bit of habit. So like, how can you break that? I don't fucking know. I don't know how to break the addiction to like chaos, uh, but it's probably something I could work on. So if anyone wants to just mimic me with a podcast here and just do it so I can listen to yours, that would be great. Um, because something that I don't struggle with is confidence, but something that I do struggle with is being addicted to fucking chaos and, and anxiety and that kind of shit. Anyway, uh, here we are. So what are some things that you can like move the needle with? Last thing I want to really leave you guys with when it comes to confidence, I'm sure you've heard it before, is positive self-talk. Like, talk to yourself like you are a badass motherfucking bitch, okay? Like, you are the shit. What are you good at? Fucking hype yourself up all day long about it. I am really bad at so many things. Do I hype myself up about it and like toxic and like try to pretend that I'm good at it? No, not fucking usually. Uh, only if I have to. But like, I remember when I was... <laughs> Uh, when I started like my Instagram platform in the middle of the pandemic and I was dead fucking single and, oh, I want to talk about this. Anyway, um, and I would literally get up every day and I would be like, I'm going to fucking crush today. I'm going to do this puzzle in record time. I would time myself doing puzzles. That's how bad I needed like a fucking dopamine kick. I needed like a... I needed a win. <laughs> so I was like, I can do this puzzle in under three hours. And I would literally put a timer on my stove because I didn't use my stove for anything. I just used it as like a timer. And I would do that. And I would be like, fuck yeah. And then I would change into a brand new pair of sweatpants. And I'd be like, these sweatpants are so fucking fresh on you. You look incredible. And that's what you have to do. And it might sound, that might sound self-absorbed, but honestly, it's, it's a better self-absorbed uh, in my opinion. But Let's, let's, let's talk to ourselves like we talk to other people. Have you ever given some a comp someone a compliment and felt like warm and fuzzy inside? I have given people compliments and almost like been in tears because it makes me feel so good. Is that fucking weird? I also think it's because I'm such an empath that I can feel other people's feelings and I can see their face light up when I give them a non-physical compliment about like how they bring me so much joy and like they make my life so much fucking better by being in it. Like go give people some fucking compliments in your life. Go tell them how amazing they are. It'll make you feel better. It makes them feel better. And it just makes the world fucking go round. Okay, anyway, before I leave y'all, I wanna talk a little bit about alcohol. And I had this thought when I was just talking about in the pandemic, I have not drank alcohol or craved alcohol or any of the sort. No, I'm not pregnant. I've had my raging period fucking twice. Thanks for asking. Um, I don't like alcohol right now. And it's so fucking weird to me. And I think that I'm like, Troy said it, Troy's like, you're burnt out from alcohol. Like we literally had so much to fucking celebrate. So I'm so grateful for it. It was the hol it was my birthday. It was the holidays. We got engaged, uh, excuse me, all that kind of shit. And now I'm just like, I don't like it. Like Troy would make me my favorite drinks. And I'm like, ew, this tastes terrible. When we were in Aspen. Oh, by the way, we were in Aspen. If you weren't on my backup account, we were in Aspen. That place is so fucking expensive. Fuck that place. It's amazing though. Stunning views. Um, I just don't like it. And I hate how it makes me feel. And I just think I need like a serious break from it. And I've never been, if you've been around for a minute, I've never been a big drinker. I hate feeling out of control. Um, so I've never, like my friends always make fun of me. They're like, are you actually going to get drunk today? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking black down. And I'd have like one and a half drinks. And they're like, holy shit, Gretchen, like get it together. Like 
have, you know, like my friends would be like, okay, like we're going to go to dinner. Gretch, can you like commit to having at least two drinks? And I'm like, yep, fucking got it. Anyway, it's all in fun and games. It's a joke. But um, so I don't know if anyone else feels that way. I said this on my backup account and so many people were like, same. I find myself drinking either not at all or drinking so much less. Um, some people are saying they're starting to like listen to podcasts about like the effects of alcohol on aging and your brain and Alzheimer's and all this shit. I'm not smart enough to listen to a science podcast. I'll just believe the people. But it's, for me, it's not that. It's truly like one, I don't like the taste of it. Like I had a Casamigos Reposado with soda water and orange slices. And I was like, ew, which is, if you know me, that's like my drink. Like I will sip on that motherfucker for a, an hour and it's delicious. It tastes like vanilla cream soda. Um, and I just don't like it. And it's so weird, even wine, like my, like my favorite wine, I just don't love a glass of Vouve. I don't even love it. And it's just so sad and like, it's, it's just, it's very interesting to me. Like this one girl, she was like, there's bigger things that you have to worry about than like being so concerned that you're not wanting to drink. And I was like, okay, lady, you don't know my fucking personality. This is a joke. Um, or this is just me being dramatic like always. But, um, anyway, I find it very interesting. Um, and here's, I did have, when I started that conversation, so many people were like, oh, my friends like give me a hard time. Fuck your friends. If, well, fuck those people. If you have to be drunk or like drinking to hang out with someone, you probably shouldn't be friends with them. Like, think about that. Like we're not in college, okay? We're not, th this isn't like the only point of fucking life is to have a beverage. Like if someone doesn't want to hang out with you or you feel like weird around them because you're not drinking, then maybe they're not your actual friend. Maybe you just like to have drinks with them, which is fine. But like, think about that, okay? Um... Also, some people were like, hey, do you have any mocktail recipes? No, I'm not a mocktail gal. I never liked a flavored margarita. I never liked a fancy fucking drink, a drink of Miami Vice on vacation. Ooh, those things are phenomenal. But like, I just, I'm not, I don't need it. Like I, uh, some people did say though, hot tip, if you do feel like you need it and you like crit, you, you're trying to drink less maybe, but you want to, it's something like a habit, Put like um, some pretty ice cubes and a flavored seltzer or something in a wine glass with a garnish. Put it in a little coupe, cope, coupe, the C-O-U-P-E glasses. You know, those really pretty glasses. Put a drink in that and have it to drink. It like makes people happy, I guess. To me, I don't need it. I'll drink a fucking bottle of water and be happy as a clam. Um, but anyway, I just thought that that was very interesting. And I feel like so many people are feeling the same way for some reason. I don't know if it's just like a new trend of like drinking less. I actually want to look into like the stats of alcohol and see if like the consumption is down. Probably fucking not. But anyway, I feel like everyone's a little burnout from the fucking pandemic. We drank like whore, not horses, whores, uh, hose, drank out of a fire hose with alcohol. I mean, what else are you going to do? Especially if you're single like me, you live in your own four walls. What else was I going to do? I was going to get kind of drunk and do a puzzle and time myself. That's was my fucking life. Anyway, anyway, oh, there are my dogs. Uh, that's all for me. I'm gonna go play with uh, Henry and his squirrels out back. Um, if you are still listening to this 43 minutes in, then I love you. And thank you from literally the bottom of my heart for all of your support and love over the past 
month and a half. It has been a fucking whirlwind. I didn't even touch on wedding planning. Here's the only thing I'll say about it is it's a roller fucking coaster. I go from being like, I'm literally burning all of my money on fire to, oh, I'm only going to have one wedding, God, hopefully, in my life. So like the money's going to come back, like live in abundance, don't have a scarcity mindset, have an abundance mindset, like spend your money. Holy fuck, flowers are so expensive. Do you know that flowers are like the third most fucking expensive thing in a wedding? Why? Why? Why can't I just get a plant? Why can't I get a fucking palm tree? But those are expensive too. Anyway, um, wedding planning is a whirlwind. Maybe touch on that next week. But I love you guys. I'll catch you on GB Clark. Don't forget to enter that giveaway on GB Clark underscore $500 to revolve. And the whole entire giveaway is worth well over $1,000. Um, so make sure you enter it there. But hope you guys have a beautiful day. I hope it's perfect weather where you are because it's perfect weather here. I love you guys. Bye.